We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora. Always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 13, Episode 95. He's Dave Bryan. I'm Alex Kazora, SteelersDepot.com. Thanks for being back with us here this Friday, Steelers Nation. And Dave, we are well underway for the 2023 NFL Combine. The defensive front seven working out on the field on Thursday. The D-line, the edge rushers, and the off-ball linebackers today will be primarily what the defensive backs. And so um, moving right along here on a, on a very exciting day, one of the combine. Yeah, I know uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching the TV coverage there on what day was it uh, Thursday. And obviously you got the defensive backs going to be some more guys, uh, fast guys running fast. Right. Uh, and man, you had a couple of a uh, couple of these linebackers actually, uh, killed it. Well, I mean, defensive linemen too, for that matter. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of uh, names obviously being linked to the Steers. A lot of got uh, Joe Clark and Jonathan Hightritter in Indianapolis. And uh, I, I tell you what, there uh, it, it's easy. It's it's probably easier to build a list of cornerbacks who the Steelers haven't talked to <laughs> as opposed to to guys that they have talked to and and that's obviously good news I think uh I think everybody's been resigned to the fact that uh this team is probably going to draft a cornerback this year and one probably sooner rather than later and you know based on you know, the way these meetings are going and obviously needs probably a defensive lineman as well uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, it's a really good question. I just think overall, you know, every year, just generally speaking, a lot of draft Knicks go into this and say, don't look at the combine, don't get caught up in the testing. And the second somebody runs four four something, we all lose our minds, but we should. It's fun. It's still important. It's all valuable, especially with the rise of analytics and numbers and what, you know, overall aggregate metrics can tell us things like the RAS score. Um, very important to these guys. And I thought, you know, everybody was, was flying yesterday. So let's start though. Basically, I guess with the way the, uh, the group worked out with the interior defensive line. And we've talked about how the class doesn't look maybe as strong as other positions. And this is a, a very obvious and serious position of need for Pittsburgh interior defense alignment, especially with guys like Larry Ogunjobi, Chris Wormley pending for regions. After watching these guys work yesterday, I know it is just workouts. Do you feel any more confident or better about this class, Dave? Uh, defensive line, you know, for, for the guys that the, the Steelers obviously would be looking for up front there. Uh, I don't view this as I, I view this position group, at least from a metric standpoint of the what they look for aspect, not being all that good. Now, there's certainly some guys in here to talk about that that don't match up. And that, you know, that's going to be one of the things that we've talked about since, you know, the uh, Kevin Colbert being outgoing and, 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 and Omar Khan taking over is 
you know, what principles will they will they stick to that they have had during the past? In other words, will the what they look for by Alex Kazora be highly shook up uh, this year based on uh, on on you know the boxes checked from the measurable standpoints? Uh, look, they they are obviously I, I think going to like guys like Brian Brzee, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh from from a measurable standpoint. Uh, I, they're going to like Javon Dexter from from a measurable standpoint, especially with what he uh, put put you know what he was able to accomplish there in the drills and all. Uh, on on Thursday there, uh, those two guys, you know, fit what they look for. Brzee from a, you know, moving moving past that from the hearts and smarts, you know, to the hearts and smarts and all that. They are going to love this kid. It's just a matter of where would they be willing to take a kid like that. I really think a guy like Javon Dexter helped himself. Uh, for those of us that that are outside of organizations when watching him move and the things that he did uh, at the combine. But then you got to talk. I, you know, I think you got to talk about uh, uh, obviously guys like Kalijah Kansi out of Pittsburgh, you know, uh, a guy that doesn't necessarily fit what they look for, look for from a height and weight type aspect. But man, from an athletic standpoint, and and you know, you obviously go back to his tape, and that guy killed it. I mean, are, do you, are you running a risk of of missing out on, you know, you hate to continually say you know the Aaron Donald comparison here, but it's hard not to because sure. he played at Pitt. You look at his measurables; they had the simulcast of his forty run up against Donald, and then obviously all the numbers get compared to him. You know, by 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 NFL Network and all uh, like that. So you know, he's a guy that 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 would not match uh, from a measurable standpoint. But man, once again, the, the, you know, the athletic traits are there. The tape is there. And then, you know, another a guy that we, 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 we said that, man, there's going to be a lot of conversation about this kid uh, at the combine is that out of Boware, out of Northwestern, uh, undersized at six foot one and five eighths. Uh, he did weigh, uh, you know, I, I thought he weighed pretty decently at 282. I was a little bit concerned about that long arms, 33 and seven eighths inch, 10 and a half inch hands. You go back to the, uh, senior bowl, uh, tape alone on that guy. And, and, and uh, man, he was just, he was winning right and left. And he is a guy that 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 uh, at Northwestern moved all the way up and down the line. So uh, back to your original question, there, it's an it's an intriguing class of defensive linemen if you look at it outside of what the Steelers quote unquote normally look for. Right, that's one of my takeaways here, and I kind of talk about a couple players that you mentioned specifically in Brian uh, Brzee and Jervon Dexter. They have the the height and weight. Is the length going to be enough for those guys? It's going to be the concern. They're a little bit, and you want to give me your maybe your T Rex comment here on on both those guys. Brzee at thirty two and a half inch arm, Dexter thirty two and a quarter. That's a bit atypical what Pittsburgh looks for. Usually, we're talking thirty three plus is kind of the the benchmark that you would like to see, but those guys had good workouts. They're easy movers. They're good athletes for their frame. And I think they're going to be in that conversation for Pittsburgh. 
They are. Uh, look, uh, he, you know, heading into about a week, week and a half ago, I guess. You know, I, I thought, OK, Brzee could probably potentially be in play at 17. Uh, I've I've you know, from what I've seen on the tape now, look, uh, he he's got the uh, Brzee's got the tape that what's that ca- ca- uh, meme of that girl in the com- kombucha or whatnot, where she makes all those different faces. Uh, after drinking the sip, I don't know if I know that one. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll know it if you okay. see it. Where where uh, uh, first she shakes her head and then she raises her eyebrows and then she kind of shrugs and you know she goes through all. The- oh, she was drinking kombucha in that. Is that what the, the context? Yeah, yeah, is? yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Look at me. Uh, yeah, fifty-five-year-old man. You're nailing uh, pronunciations. You're talking about memes. Yeah, this is this is yeah. historic Friday. His his tape. If you watch, if you just go through games on the All-22, and look, I finally made it back to his uh, his 2020, a uh, couple of games on his 2020 20 tape, hoping something was just going to jump off uh, off at me uh, for for full games. And 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 I, I it, it it never really did. Now within that, like I said, you you start going through and you look at. If you look at highlights specifically, uh, and that's why they're called highlights. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, there's aspects of it that go, "Wow, you know, uh, this this kid." Uh, here, here's where I view him. I view him as, as as a guy that still is yet to. I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet, but I don't think he's done enough on tape. And then, obviously, the health concerns, and he rattled them off, you know, during uh, the interview with uh, Stacy Dales on 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 the NFL Network. Uh, kidney infection. I think he said he had strep throat, you know, obviously the knee, uh, it just seemed like it was always something with him, you know, uh, uh, to, 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 and obviously the, the loss of his uh, younger sister to cancer and, and all like that. I, a, a team that drafts him before 32 just absolutely has to think that his ceiling is, you know, a long way away from where he is right now. And, right. uh, you know, I was kind of hoping those arms would have measured in, you know, longer than what they did. I mean, I thought he did fine as far as, uh, uh, the, you know, we knew though, or at least I think we thought that we knew the athletic traits would be there. Right. Sure. Yeah. And he, and he proved that his numbers officially, what one seven, one ten split for 300 pounds is excellent. Uh, and I, and when you get to, uh, uh, the, uh, the Florida kid there, I, I never really have Dexter. Uh, he's one of the first guys I watched kind of right out of the shoot. And he, you know, his, he, he's another one that he's got good flashes within his tape. I think he just needs to be more consistent. He's another one that I think that, that you need to project on where his ceiling is. So my takeaway on both those two guys, after digging into the tape, and then now that we have the combine measurables is that neither one of those guys, I don't think should be in play at, at 17. Now you get to 32 and beyond, I think it becomes a different story there. So that's where I'm at on those two guys that really, really fit from a past measurable standpoint. I could still potentially see Brzee at 17. Dexter won't be in that conversation. He's going to be a, a day two guy with Dexter. That's a guy I'm still trying to get more familiar with. We, we had taken him with the final pick in our walk the mock live stream we did over the weekend. So I was trying to learn a bit more about him. 
just watching him move and work out. He's an athlete. He's got light feet, does play a little tall. He's a little bit upright of a guy. And you kind of worry about lack of leverage and the lack of length when you're playing a bit tall and he's, you know, almost six, six. And so that's going to, you know, potentially be an issue for him. This is kind of a, um, Jeff Goldblum way of explaining how I, I found this information out, but somebody tweeted at me that I was Max Starks that said an interesting factoid here that Carl Dunbar, uh, the Eagles defensive line coach, his son, Carmichael Dunbar is one of the strength and conditioning coaches for Florida. And so you wonder if there's a little bit of a connection there. Dunbar was on the field yesterday working these guys out. So was his assistant uh, Denzel Martin. So it's a little bit of inside information that uh, Carl Dunbar can get on Dexter from his son. I think that's a little factoid to uh to, to file away. Yeah, look, and uh, it, it 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 seemed like they had some familiarity, obviously with Brzee too. Uh, the way kind of uh, uh, Dunbar you know, was walking them through the, you know, then the, the, I always watch, uh, who comes, you know, comes together at the end of all the sessions and all Brzee was, you know, kind of leading them right, right in the middle of that. Right. They're going to like this kid. Right. You know? Do you uh, think it was, I don't think it was a coincidence that Pittsburgh got their D line coaches on the oh, field. No. Given the need oh, yesterday no. Either. oh, Oh no, 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 that's not, a, that's not a coincidence. They wanted to get as close of a feel, uh, to a lot of these guys, uh, uh, you know, as possible, uh, who, who else, you know, kind of fit, you know, Benton's a guy that's, uh, close to, to the size and all, but I think we agree it'd, it'd be a reach for him to kind of be there, uh, at, 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 at or I mean, to be the pick at 17 overall, uh, but a nice workout for him. The numbers oh, yeah. were good. Yeah. I mean, he, he showed the the ankle flexibility, ability to corner and turn. You know, his shuttle times were solid given the frame and the length. I mean, it was a solid day for Keanu Benton. And look, I don't know what to do with Cansey and, and Adebore. You know, uh, your, the, your past, you know, what the Steelers have done slash bias factor you know how do you, how do you equate that in, in, in into all this? I mean, those two guys from an athletic out of worry for uh, two hundred and eighty two pounds running a four five four forty. Uh, I mean, geez, Louise. I mean, uh, uh, what did he do? Ten and a half inch broad jump, thirty seven and a half inch vertical. I mean, this guy's an athletic specimen, and once again, he played up and down the line. I mean, if he's got a fault, it's that he's six foot one and a half. I mean, right? He, he's uh, that tweener, five eights. Right. It, but I mean, I think honestly, his workout pound for pound was more impressive than what even Nolan Smith did because Nolan Smith's a smaller guy, and you expect those guys to be hyper athletes, maybe not to that degree, but you expect them to test well to be two eighty two. And put up a, a a four four nine official forty at two eighty two is just insane. So pound for pound, that is even more impressive than what Nolan Smith did, who of course had a very impressive day. Right. Uh, all right. So where where are you on this uh, defensive uh, tackle class? I feel and, a bit and here, better. Here's 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 something that drives me mad mad mm-hmm. as well too. And I, I and I you know uh, I guess I get it to some degree, but you know they have addable. How do you classify some of these kids? Should Adebowari have worked with with that first group of defensive tackles? I mean, technically, he's grouped in with these. How many uh, other were there? Thirty-one edges, I guess you you call them, or defensive ends uh, slash slash edges. Uh, and then obviously you have a few handful of these edges working in the quote unquote linebacker 
uh, uh, group and all like that. And if you if you're looking at these guys on the linebacker sheet, yeah, some of them are going to just jump off uh, uh, off the sheet with the measurables. Be- but you have to you have to make sure you know what position they actually play. Are they off the ball or are they edge? You know, uh, 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 type of guys. But go go ahead. Yeah, I think for me, the defensive line class, I feel a, a, felt a bit better about some guys I want to go back and watch because you're just I, I like to look at the length first and see which guys maybe clear that mark in my head of 33 plus inches. So guys like Mazzy Smith from Michigan, who didn't work out, but came in listed 6'3", 323, 33 and three quarter inch arms. Byron Young from Alabama, Cameron Young from Mississippi State. Uh, those are guys I want to go back and watch a bit more because they have a closer profile to what Pittsburgh looks for, for that three techs, that four eye in the shade of uh, Chris Wormley, Kim Hayward. So I'll be watching those guys over the next uh, couple of days. I mean, is, is, is Kansi a first round guy? Well, that's going to be the big polarizing debate. And my terrible take is on that today about what side of the coin people are going to be on and where NFL teams ultimately land. You look at the, the testing, the athleticism, um, it really just comes down to like it does for all players system and scheme fit. If you're going to ask him to be a three tech that penetrates, gets up field, he's going to be worth a high pick. If you're not going to play to those strengths, then he's not going to work out, but it's interesting because the 40 time, the 10 split are historically good. The arm length, the overall size profile is historically low. And so what end do you want to come out on? It's going to be a really interesting conversation to, to watch unfold. Where do you come out, come down on Adebowari? Yeah, again, it's one of those things of what is your plan for him? I think the testing, the workout is obviously off the charts. But if you're an NFL team, you can't just draft this guy and say, we'll figure it out. There's got to be some intention, some plan for how you want to use him. And I think for both guys, especially Cansey, I don't see the Steeler system fit. With and I can't pronounce the last name like you can. They call him Tommy, uh, the Northwestern kid. So I'll call him the same. Maybe there's a fit there, but you already have the Marvin Leal, who's kind of that hybrid guy. I don't think he's going to come to Pittsburgh. All right, from where you are right now, what you saw yesterday, and what you know, and I mean, I got a lot of film still to watch on a lot of these uh, kind of you know mid mid to late round uh, defensive linemen. It feels like it's going to be one of Brzee or Dexter if they draft a a defensive tackle in the early stages. I would, I would throw Benton in there too. Okay. Would you not throw Benton in there? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I just, I, I, I struggle with him at both 17 or 32. Yeah. Well, Dexter won't be at 17. I mean, that's, you know, Benton will be a 32 or 49 probably type of guy. Right. Yeah, I, I, I would I would put Benton in that group. Yeah, absolutely. But but gotcha. but uh third thirty-two or or the next one. Sure, sure. But overall, um just fun to watch these guys work out, you know, good athletes and you know, some of the big nose tackles obviously didn't, you know, shine as much, but you have to take all that in context with, you know, Gerard Clark from Coastal Carolina and Siaki Ika from from Baylor, and you're talking about some nose tackle options too for Pittsburgh because Tyson Alualu not gonna be be a stealer in twenty three, Montrevious Adams. What can you expect out of him? So I know we're talking about more of the defensive end, three tech, four eye types, but nose tackles as well. Those are a couple names to watch. Could you see like a Mustafer, like a seventh round pick or something? Yeah, I think you got two seventh round picks there. I mean, that would make sense. So if they're on the board, you know, Mustafer, you know, didn't test great, but, you know, has the size and had a good Shrine Bowl week by all the accounts from the people that were there. So sure, I can see that. 
And I think uh, what uh, uh, I think Josh has uh, been really, really high on. Who is it? Coburn out of Texas. Yeah, another one of those guys does not have that great length. He really squatty body, kind of a Casey Hampton mold from Texas, like Hampton was 6'1", 5'8", 332, 31 and a half inch arm. So I'm sure you're going to ask about feeding himself and, and things of that nature. Mm. Um, one guy that had a really good workout, I don't know much about, but I saw a draft Twitter saying, we got to research this guy more. Probably not going to be a guy that lands in Pittsburgh, but Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma had a really strong testing across the board, one seven one ten split. 481 official 40, 34 and a half inch vert. Um, basically one of the, the top testers of the day yesterday. All right. So my, uh, you know, I think our main takeaway here is, 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 you know, it, it's Brzee or uh, uh, Dexter or Benton, the most likely, you know, defensive tackle selections. Yeah, as I said here today, but I want to watch more from Mazzy Smith. I know Tom Mead has talked about him and has been pretty high on that guy, a Michigan man. So, you know, I don't want to. There's still a couple other names I want to go through, but those three certainly make a lot of sense. Okay. All right. All right. Looking at the edge guys, Pittsburgh potentially could have some some need there as well. And again, just a really strong athletic group overall. I'm not sure what player you want to start with. Obviously, Nolan Smith, we just mentioned you know, stole the show with a, a 439, 40, 41 and a half inch for 10, a broad, you know, is that a guy that Pittsburgh could look at? Will he get the 17 at this point? You know, we can talk about that to me. If you're going to consider a guy like Nolan Smith, he's got to be an off ball guy. I think on the edge, he's going to be just too small to succeed in Pittsburgh. He can, he can cover some ground though on tape. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and and it's, he, he, he seems to be a fairly refined pass rusher as well, too. Uh, uh, the big thing down, you know, with him is, is, is that weight, you know, just the overall size, I think. I mean, he, he, he's definitely an athlete and he seems to be a, he's the one too, isn't he, that had uh, right out of shoot had, you know, uh, the, one of the uh, best first day, uh, media sessions and just really, really came off as, as a good kid there. Uh, I just, I, I struggle with seeing him being the Steelers pick at 17. Same. I do as well, just for the fit, the need, the other positions this team could address. So really good workout. As you said, the interview he had was, uh, was fantastic, but I don't see him being, uh, the guy for Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I would think, I mean, and, and he's, he's more of an edge guy than he is anything, right? And, and, you know, talking about off the ball stuff. Sure. It'd be more of a projection to try to kick him inside. Could he do it? I mean, you know, potentially, but is that where Pittsburgh's going to go at 17? I, I don't see that happening. Right. Right. I mean, somebody's going to draft him, you know, uh, within those first two rounds, uh, you know, obviously, but, uh, yeah, but he's probably going to be on the short list for just the, what they look for based on pro days. So they're going to be at that Georgia pro day. So, I mean, we're going to have to talk about him at least right. some more just given the, you know, he's going to be a first round guy and they're going to be at that pro day. Right. I mean, and, and once again, I mean, he can get after the passer and uh, I mean, that athleticism of tracking down uh, young from Alabama. I mean, he, he, he can cover some ground. What other edge guys that worked out yesterday, Dave, caught your attention? Somebody that you think, hey, this guy, you know, could be a fit in Pittsburgh. Man, I don't know. He ended up working with the quote unquote linebackers, but he's technically an edge. And he's a guy that I think you were on ahead of the senior ball. Uh, Derek Hall out of Auburn. I, I just, 
you, you watch, I got an opportunity to, you know, way we watch this thing is we have to watch in time and, and make sure the spreadsheet and we're jumping all over the place and trying to configure, figure things and, and, and loosely trying to pay attention to the on the field workouts. But then later in the evening, I finally get to go back and actually watch some of these things. Uh, Derek Hall, I thought put together a hell of a damn, uh, uh, combine performance and 34 and a half inch arms, 10 inch hands, uh, ran the 40 and what four, five, five did 33 and a half. I mean, he, you, you, you talk about box checking, <laughs> uh, that guy should fit squarely. Whenever you start putting that, they'd be interesting to see. Uh, I, I guess he didn't run the shuttle, did he? Or at least we don't have the results on that or the three Kona. Maybe he's going to do that at his, at his pro day. I think if you're looking at 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 outside linebacker edge guys, and once again, he he was grouped with the linebackers. To me, he's one guy that 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 really jumped out as far as edges go. If you want to build a Pittsburgh Steelers edge prospect, he's Derek Hall. I mean, he checks. I, I'm going to take a guess, and we'll, the agilities will be something to consider. I think there is some concern that maybe he's got a little bit tight and he's better in a line, but I'm going to take a guess. But all he worked out through yesterday, he's going to check every box in our what they look for study. I'll put some, I'll, I'll bet your house on that, Dave. Mm-hmm. And so that's a guy that plays with heavy hands, good tape, power five, productive. Sets a physical edge against Iran. I watched him at the Senior Bowl. You know, again, second round guy is probably going to be where he goes. So, do you justify that at thirty two or forty nine? We can talk about that, but just to the player, to the prospect, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, he 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 really he really comes off of that, as that. And I think he's a guy too that as a rookie could could help on special teams, right? Yeah, I think he's got the size and the speed overall. I don't know how much he did it there, but yeah, I think he probably could do that. Okay, uh, who else uh, from – do you want to talk about edges or what? Yeah, just sticking with the edge group, then we'll move on to more of the, the true off-ball guys. I thought K.J. Henry a bit disappointing um, with the workout overall, um, just some of the explosion numbers, the broad, the vert, not where I want that to be. I thought Isaiah Foskey had a quietly solid day. Again, good size, really good build. Special teams value, a nice workout, four, five, eight, 40 time, one, six, six, 10 split. Um, the shuttles, what were his shuttles? Uh, not, not, not the best overall, but that's a guy with good pedigree, good production, and, and a lot of size. Uh, Tyler Wise and uh, is high on Uzama out of Kansas State there and uh, hard not to be uh, uh, with him. Uh, but the bad thing is he really didn't do anything. He went through the drills, though. I think didn't he? Did he? I can't. He didn't yeah. test. I can't remember what he did with the uh, with the drills. I, I, I seen him. I, I think, think he I remember, did. Yeah, I think he went through the drills and all like that. Uh, the, the thing with him that jumps out the most to me on, on the tape, I want to see these guys kind of play on their feet some, and he really didn't do that much of any at Kansas State. Yeah, he was asked about that. I think by one of our guys or somebody, and he said he did it a little bit, but you know they were they were a hand down type of team at Kansas State. I think if you're looking a little bit later in the draft, Jose Ramirez uh, mm-hmm. uh, could 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 be a fit for this team. Uh, who else here? 
Uh, I'll give you just just two right. names quickly. Um, he didn't go through the forty, but Will McDonald just to compete apparently. And Peter Schrager had mentioned this a couple times on the broadcast. He had been sick all week. McDonald was a high fever, one hundred three, one hundred four, dropped some weight. So that's why he came in a bit later at two thirty nine. I imagine his playing weight and pro day weight is going to be closer to two forty five, two fifty, but still jumped out of the gym with a thirty six inch vert, eleven foot broad, and just to to be there and compete and and. and Players or, or coaches and scouts want to see you go out there and work and push through and fight some of that adversity. And that's a guy that did that. So I think that's going to sell himself well with NFL teams. How about one name and a guy that I don't really know much about, but had one of the, the quiet, quietest, like best workouts yesterday. Yaya Diaby yeah. from Louisville at 6'3", 263, 34-inch arms, 45140 at that size, at that frame, 156-10 split, 37-inch vert. 10 inch broad again, Nolan Smith. I don't want to pick on him. Another really solid workout. Going to be a first round guy in all likelihood. But when you adjust for the weight and the size, what the obby did to me is just as impressive, if not more so than what Nolan Smith did. Who's going to garner all the headlines. Right. Diaby was a uh, shrine bowl guy as well, too, uh, I, I, I think. And yeah, he look, I haven't gone deep into his tape. Do, do we have a profile up on him yet? I don't believe so, but I if I want to jump on that because right. that's a guy I want. I mean, nine sacks last year. I mean, what is this guy missing right now? Right, I'd like to look at his uh, look look at him from from a pass rush standpoint. Obviously, I, and I'll add one more name on top of it, uh, guy that you you got to watch down there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, there's two Byron Youngs, and it took me <laughs> it it took me a couple of days during the Senior Bowl to figure out which one uh, was which. But and they uh, were on the same team. Why would they right. put two Byron Youngs on the same team? Right, but Byron Young out of Tennessee is the edge, and Byron Young out of Alabama is is is, is more you know the defensive tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. The Byron Young out of Tennessee, you want to talk about a guy that you know kind of quietly put together a very nice uh, combine. Uh, it's him six foot two and three eights. Uh, what a four, four, three official, uh, according to them, official 40 time, uh, 38 inch vertical and 11 inch, uh, uh, broad jump, uh, be interesting to end up seeing what is, what, what his, uh, uh, shuttle will be at his pro day and all, but you want to talk about another guy that quiet, you know, with, with all that was going on and people, you know, on the highlights of running and all like that. He, I thought he put together a, a, a nice combine and he's another one at the senior bowl, all 22 and the one-on-ones. I thought he represented himself well as a pass rusher, but maybe not so much as a run defender. Uh, I think he's probably going to be interesting to see if he lifts and, and, and what that comes out at. But I think he's another one that fits what the, uh, what, the, what, the, what the Steelers do as far as outside linebacker edge candidates, you know, from that middle round on. Yeah, that's another good suggestion. Just uh, some news coming in right now, combine related from Daniel Jeremiah, uh, because the way the combines laid out this year, players do their bench press the day after their on-field workout. So the defense lineman working out on Thursday finish their combine experience with the bench today. Uh, Jeremiah tweeting out some of the notable numbers here. Mazzy Smith from Michigan mentioned earlier, 34 on the bench press. So that with long arms too, and, and to do 34 at that length is, is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Brian Brzee, 22. Miles Murphy, 25. Lucas Van Ness, 17. Zach Harrison, 25 with over 36 in charm. So those are some of the uh, bench press numbers coming in right now. Okay. 
All right. I'm, let me see if I can get the, uh, I don't know if it's updated on the uh, Combine site yet or not, but I want to check that because I want to know what, you know, Benton and those guys did too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jomo did 29 reps. Uh, Benton did 25. That's all. Uh, Dexter did 22. So Dexter and Brzee did, did exactly uh, uh, the same amount there. Um, Mustafer, who we just talked about, did 19. Okay. Uh, a little bit, little bit underwhelming there for yeah. Mustafer. Yeah. And okay. I, you I, said I, Benton did how many? 25? Uh, Benton did 25. Okay. Solid. And then again, for the length, you have to consider arm length. The longer your arms are, typically the the less you know these guys bench. But um, but it can't. They can't see participate. It does not look like he mm. did. Uh, Would but, love to know what his number is. Uh, Adebowari did twenty seven. Yeah. Again, just a, a super freaky because he's got length too. To do twenty seven for that that length is is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I tell you another guy, if the steel, you know, if something happens and the Steelers don't get, you know, uh, you know, one of like we mentioned Brzee or Dexter or, 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 or Benton, I think who was it? Jonathan high Trigger, I think did a, uh, uh, Colby wooden out of Auburn, I think is someone that, that potentially a later round. I, you came in a little light in the pants, I think at two seventy three. but you know, can, can he potentially put a little bit of weight on? Or would he drop off and be an edge? Is that a, a possibility right. for him? Right. Cause he's got length and he's definitely you know, a tweener. Yeah. So I don't know too much about him. Watched him work out. I thought he moved, you know, functionally. All right. But, uh, one guy I'll have to go back and study some more. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, uh, kind of, you know, all the buildup on him, you know, what, what's your thoughts on what he did? Well, the, the vertical and the, the jumps came out first and they seemed pretty underwhelming, but it, it, but if you look at the rest of the day, the way that he ran, I think in the four sixes at his frame, because he's a pretty, he's a really well bit built dude, six, five, two seventy two. his RAS score did come in super high. So I started off the day a little bit low on him just generally regardless of, of if Pittsburgh's going to take him or not. But I think when you put the whole, all the numbers together, the whole workout, um, pretty solid day for him. Again, there's a question of exactly where he's going to fit. I think he's a classic four, three defensive end is where he's going to wind up. Uh, probably the same for Baldonado out of pit who, who, you know, seemed to represent himself pretty well. Yeah, now he could be more of the edge. I mean, he's 6'4", 250, so he's a little bit lighter. He's got some length, too, but a solid workout for him, a, a local pit guy. So that guy might have more, I think, attraction to the Steelers. I think my global takeaway from the edge is the outside linebacker fits, if you will, uh, now is that, man, this is this is a deep class, for uh, and especially for what the Steelers look for. So let's say they... The plan for the Steelers this offseason is indeed to get Alex Highsmith locked up for at least three more years. You obviously got TJ, TJ Watt there. You you might bring, we'll see what they do with with maybe signing a uh a veteran, you know, on the cheap, you know, with with some experience there. Um I think there's a lot of lot of options for this team 
starting, let's say, even in round three and round four, if that's where they wanted to attack uh, the edge position there. This is a deep class. And look, even on down into in, 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 into the seventh round, we'll see if they will and deal and pick up some of those later round picks there. But I mean, even if you got into the seventh round and you said, OK, we, we, we need to address an edge. I, I think this is a deep group from top to bottom that you could get a guy that ends up making the 53 man roster. It, you tell me if you agree or not. It feels like it's easier to find those guys for Pittsburgh. It used to be really hard to find those edge rushers in, in coming out of college. They were really kind of more projections, hand down guys, just with the way college football has evolved with you know, more athleticism overall. The spread system was probably forcing these guys to play on their feet and play out in space and defend the field horizontally and chasing down mobile quarterbacks with a zone read game. I feel like it's easier to find those guys than it was 10, 15 years ago. I think they're getting more athletic too, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for sure. And yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, and yeah, it used to be, you kind of look for that six, two to six, three guy. Uh, but now the Steelers are more in what that six, three to six, four uh, uh, type range uh, guys that two, 250 to 260, right? Yeah, it just feels like there's more of those more of those guys. You know, Lamar Woodley was a hand-down guy that was really big that was still big in Pittsburgh, maybe dropped a little bit, at least early on before he got paid. Um, and then you kind of had to project some of the coverage stuff. There's still a projection, but I just feel like, you know, with more like, defenses are more multiple, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so that probably makes that projection a little bit cleaner than it used to be. Well, I, I definitely view this uh, this edge class as being a lot deeper for what the Steelers look for than the defensive tackle class. I'm with you hundred uh, percent. So th- within that, I would view, I would, I would be very shocked if we saw an edge at 17. Oh yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Just given the need and given the depth of the class. And really for, for that matter, I, I think I'd be surprised if I saw an edge at 32, but uh, I, I don't want to rule that out. Do you think, 49 is where that conversation becomes more realistic. I do. I do. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, if Hall's there at 49, tough guy for me to ignore. Woo. Yeah. And, and he's another one. I want to go deeper in, 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 into the tape. How would, how, how did you view him against the run? Hall? Yeah. I didn't, I haven't done the profile on him, but watching him at the senior bowl, I mean, he's got the size, the strength, the power, the tenacity. He was setting a really physical edge down in Mobile, some of those nine on seven type drills. So I think run defense is, is just fine with him. Yeah. He's a guy that I think, I don't know, where would you, where would you kind of slot him? Third, fourth round? No, I think it's a day two guy. I think he might be the guy at 49. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's talk about off-ball linebackers. And again, just the whole theme uh, of, of probably this entire combine and certainly that group was just they were flying. I mean, some of the times were ridiculous and that's happening every year as the trainings become more you know, important and stressed, individualized. I mean, the numbers are just insane. To me, though, I couldn't stop talking yesterday about Jack Campbell from Iowa. And I thought about him going into the combine, mentioned his name a couple of times, even back during the college football season. That's a guy that kind of feels like a stealer. He's got the size. The question was about overall athletic ability. Could he be more than just the, the quote-unquote thumper? I think he proved those guys wrong with the way that he ran, 4.65 at 249. Uh, the verts were great, 37.5 inch in the vert, 10.8 in the broad. And the shuttle times, especially for that change in direction, which will be such an important trait in coverage, best of his group, 4.24 short shuttle, 6.743 cone, the best of not only 
the off-ball linebackers the best of anybody that worked out, edge rushers, defense alignment, whoever, um, by a considerable margin, only one or two players to be under uh, seven seconds in the three cone. What a day for Jack Campbell. Uh, he is 22, going to be 23. Does that change I- I- anything? I mean, look, they're going to like the guy from a leadership role and uh, the, the football IQ. Uh, I, I dove into his tape is certainly there. Uh, he's a leader, uh, that, that kind of stuff there. And he, he did pass the sniff test on, on the athleticism and all like that a little bit, a little bit taught, you know, a little bit taller than what they normally look for. Right though. Isn't it normally around six, one, six, two, uh, when was the last time they, they really drafted a guy in the first, let's say three rounds taller, taller than that. Well, I would say how many guys are of Jack Campbell's size in today's sure. college football world. It's all about the guys that are 6'2", 225, that can run a 4'4", you know, like the Devin Bush types. And, and and usually you don't see the guys of Campbell's frame. So I just think there's a scarcity to that build, which makes him all the more intriguing. He's not your typical, yeah, he's fast and can run, but can he actually cover? Can he play the nuances of football? And can he take on blocks? So I think that makes Campbell all the more attractive. So I don't think there's been that body type taken in a while. I mean, but how many body types are there similar to Jack Campbell? As far as guys that I really think, you know, uh, Yasser Abdullah out of Louisville, I think fits uh, 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 what the Steelers definitely look for as far as, you know, from from a measurable standpoint. I think Banks out of Tennessee is another one. Uh, Jack Campbell, obviously, out of Iowa. Uh I tell you, going back to the the Shrine Bowl, uh, he would obviously be a late round, a late later round guy. Uh, that orgy out of Vanderbilt. Yeah, he ran well. What did he? Uh, uh, four five three, yeah. uh, thirty eight. Uh, I knew he. I, I had a feeling he'd test well, uh, and he even did so at two thirty. I, I kind of wondered if he might come in one of those guys that that drops, you know, that comes in you know, low 220s to make sure he ran fast, you know, mm-hmm. kind, kind of thing. But uh, the the listed weight that they had on him was 230, and he still ran uh, 453 and just jumped out of the building too and, and, and the shuttle. What is the shuttle with those guys generally need to be? Do you remember off, uh, off the top of your head and, 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 and the three cone? I don't have a specific number for the off-ball guys. For me, with the pass rushers, sub seven-second three-cone is really good. Anything sub six, eight, nine is kind of elite that really has a good measure of NFL success. For off-ball, I'm a little less certain of, but he ran, what, seven flat, which I think is just fine for him. Uh, Trenton Simpson obviously fits, too. Another little bit uh, larger uh, uh, kid. Uh who else in here? I mean, an obvious thing, but and he didn't run and didn't really work out, but did the on-field stuff. Drew Sanders from Arkansas, just, again, really fluid, change of direction guy, um, good athlete overall. You can just tell he's he's really well put together. And again, one of those guys that has some size at 6'4", 235. And so it's a, a body type that you don't typically see. Because again, you look at the list of the names here, all these guys are 6'2", 230, you know, they run 4'5". To see somebody that's a different style, different body type is always, to me, pretty eye-catching. And after the combine's over, maybe we need to separate the edges from the from the uh, 
you know, the true off, you know, what, what we would probably consider the off the ball guys, because there is a list of what, 34 names in the linebacker group and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, it looks like 12 of them, I think would, would probably classify in the edge room, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're down to what, uh, 20 or so. Uh, to choose from and probably a good, I don't know, probably a good half of them, I, th- I think, would fit what the Steelers look for. So I, w- I would call that uh, a fairly deep class uh, uh, when it comes to what the Steelers look for, you know, and and we would be surprised if they don't draft a, a, an off the ball guy, right? I think they will. I mean, we'll see how free agency goes, who they retain, who they, what external guys they do or don't bring in, but probably at some point, just given they're going to lose some pieces there and, and Devin Bush and potentially Marcus Allen, two more names for you. Uh, and real one real name. quick on sure. Jack Campbell. It's just some of the, I'm going to have to go back and watch more on him because, you know, some of that change of direction, I got to find on the tape. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some tape out there, and obviously he's not going to move quite the way that some of these other guys move, but I certainly think when you look at the way that he tested, that's going to soothe some of those concerns. Sure. I just want to go and match it up, you know, now yeah, and say, okay, you know, because uh, uh, I think I watched the Ohio State game. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to remember what else, what other what other game I watched of him last year. Uh, he, he just felt a little, uh, he felt a little clunky in his change of direction. Yeah, again, he's never going to move quite the way the, those tiny guys. Well, I, I do have one clip, the article I wrote this morning on Jack Campbell, and this was a clip from Ben Fennel, who does a great job with uh, college prospects that has him covering a slot receiver underneath and kind of a shake, whip route, and able to, to run with that and make the tackle. So I, I, I do see some of that stuff on tape. But I know that you mentioned his age. He was, what, like a five, six-year guy in college, and so he's a bit older, but past like, the first they, round. They, yeah, and plus they like like they like to see those multiple years of production too, which he has. Yeah, he has that. Now the age, a little bit of a concern, but I think it's maybe more of an issue. We're talking first round pick, and we aren't for Campbell. I think we're talking now definitely second round, thirty two or forty nine. And I think his age is maybe a good thing because this guy might have to come in and play right away. You want a guy with some experience and some been there, done that, and that leadership ability that you talked about. So to me, his age is, is not too big of a concern. Uh, do you feel good overall, uh, uh, fairly good about this class, especially from where the Steers might be selecting an inside linebacker? Sure. I think the off-ball class is strong. One guy I do want to mention, too, uh, Shaka Hayward. And I think, believe Hayward had said that he is distant cousins with Cam and Connor, but they've never met before. So the connection really isn't that great. But putting that aside, 6'3", 235, 34-inch arms, 4'5", um, a nice workout for him. Nice day overall. One guy I thought that was disappointing, and this is an edge guy, thought Andre Carter from Army. I just don't see it with him. He's too long, too lean. You know, the testing wasn't good. 30-inch vert, 9-1 on the broad. He's eligible to play, which is going to be good for him, obviously, but I just don't see it there with Carter. It seemed like he got eight up at the senior ball in the, in the one-on-one run uh, well, and some pass rushing drills as well, too. It seemed like he got swallowed up. And for a guy his size, you know, lengthwise, really didn't expect that. Yeah, it just the body type. He's an awkward mover. He's really thin lower half. I just, you know, can root for the guy, but I just don't see it there with him. Where Where's the kind of that? Where do you with today's in off the ball linebackers getting a little bit lighter? You know, where where is kind of 
you know, if a guy comes in at that, you know, 223, you know. I mean, it, it's always a concern just about because, hey, I don't think just because you're small and fast doesn't mean that you can cover. There's so many nuances to the game, as Devin Bush has shown, that just ticking those boxes really doesn't like. Remember in that in that class, it was Devin White, Devin Bush, the two Devins that were really fast, really athletic. Both of them really aren't good coverage guys. Bush certainly never became one. And so it's about the tape. Can you take on blocks? And again, I look at the AFC North. They're playing Baltimore, smash mouth, downhill, power run game. Uh, to play in Cleveland, that's going to be a bit, bit more open in 23 with Watson, but still multiple tight ends and tackling Nick Chubb. Um, Cincinnati tackling Joe Mixon, uh, provided he returns next year. You better get some linebackers that can play downhill. Guys, I have checked that I, I, I need to dive into their film are is Abdullah out of Louisville, Banks out of Tennessee. I want to go back and watch more Jack Campbell. Uh, Henley, I, I got a pretty good feel for. I, I, I think he's more of a later round guy. Uh, Shaka Hayward, as you mentioned. And. I got a good feel about Orgy. I think he's more out of Vanderbilt. He's more of a, a later round guy. And Trenton Simpson. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. I do want to look at Hayward a bit more. I thought I, I watched him at the Senior Bowl. They're they're pretty similar. Uh, the Dorian Williams from Tulane, D Winters from TCU, a bit bit on the smaller side, but Williams has good length. They both tested fantastically. So yeah, I think overall the inside linebacker class is strong. Even uh, Noah Sewell. I know there's a lot of kind of polarization with him, what kind of player is he? But again, guy with some size, I thought I had a good workout overall. Did you get hotter on Campbell since this combine started? Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, with the way that he had, you know, fantastic testing. Um, now, he's a guy that I've kicked around for a while, and I'm going to have a mock draft, my first kind of official non-senior bowl Steelers mock draft, probably on Monday. He's a guy I was considering pretty heavily prior to the combine, but I think certainly coming out of Indy, uh, even more so, the only concern is I thought maybe he'd be a leader second third round kind of guy probably not not the case anymore so if you want him his price tag just went up i mean he's and even before the combine it, it was hard not to circle him as the Steelers are going to like this guy yeah i just think and and we don't know exactly what's in their head but they probably want that different body type they want somebody that's more physical not going to go with the uh small undersized hybrid type guy and, and try to coach him up they want more of that refined product and jack campbell is that guy all right, let's play. I, I imagine you got the sheet right there in front of you there. Yeah, I see. We're both editing. We both click, <laughs> clicking along here. I see you. <laughs> uh, let's of, of these three, let's call them three position groups, defensive line, edge, linebacker, or off the ball linebacker. Let's go 12 names that we definitely, four from each position group, that we definitely could see being Steelers picks. Okay. You want to start with D line? Yeah. And I think we're going to be similar, obviously on a lot of these here. Yeah. We it's, just mentioned them. Benton, yeah. Benton, uh, Dexter, Brzee. Uh, I'll say Mazzy Smith is the fourth. Okay. I will say. He's more of a nose, more of a nose, but uh, I'll say uh, Coburn. Okay. Any particular reason? I just think for someone, you know, that, that you could maybe get late round. Uh, okay. 
uh, him or Mustafer. I mean, they're going to like Mustafer, but mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be a much, much later guy. Now, I'm, that's not saying I don't think they like Kalaji Cansey. Uh, it's just uh, going to be interesting to see, you know, from the from the measurable standpoint there. Yeah, I don't I don't expect him to come to Pittsburgh. I think he'll be a top pick. I don't know exactly where or to who, but not to the Steelers. All right. So that would be our four there. Now let's uh, go to the edge rushers. I think we both agree that. Uh, 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 Derek Hall. Yeah, Derek Hall is going to. I'm on the wrong. But see, that's why they get these edges mixed with these <laughs> linebackers here. Uh, I think Derek Hall will definitely be on that list. Uh, this one's a bit tougher. Yeah. I I think uh, Diaby will be on the list. Okay. I'll say Anaduke Uzama. I know he didn't work out, but he's got the size and the power. I think Pittsburgh will like. Uh, I, 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 I could agree with that. I think Ramirez later, much later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I think by uh, Byron Young and McDonald. Okay. I'm not. So you're for Hall. I would definitely put Young in. Uh, Hall would be in my four. I think Byron Young would be in my four. Uh, Diaby. I got to watch more of him, though. I really, I really got to watch more of him. And I mean, just Ramirez, just because Mac late round production. Mm-hmm. Uh, all-star kid, all you know, Shrine Bowl kid. So th- that that would be my four. Okay, yeah, I'll say Hall, Uzama. I was thinking Ramirez too, so I'll go go with you on Ramirez as that late round, seventh round pick for all the reasons you mentioned uh, directly, and then maybe another later round guy. I'm trying to, as you said, they're kind of jumbled these names up here a little bit. Lonnie Phelps of Kansas is a guy I've talked about some. Yeah, you in my, did. In my you talked about him at the Senior Bowl quite a bit. Yeah, so I'll go. I won't go with all uh, you know, top round picks. I'll have Ramirez and Phelps as my my final two. All right, off the ball, Campbell obviously going to be in that group. I think Yasir Abdullah is going to be in that group. I think. I see. I haven't watched Shaka Hayward. Just you know, just a Twitter thing or two here. Uh, with him, uh, this is where it gets harder because I got to catch up on film here. Yeah, I mean, Drew Sanders is an obvious name at the top, but I think you know, if you're going to put Campbell in there, I got to put Drew Sanders in there too. Right. I think Orgy, if you're talking about late round guys, I don't, I don't see how he wouldn't wouldn't be on their list there. Uh, I just I can't talk on Shaka because I just haven't watched the tape on him yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a nice day for him, a guy that I Banks, want to go back and, I think and watch. Banks is another one that I got to go watch watch more was he, of, too. Was he productive in college? I think he was a little bit light, like 50-something tackles last year. I don't know if that was an injury or, or what the case was with Banks, but yeah. production maybe wasn't as strong. I think from a, from a, from the measurables, though, he's going to check a lot of outs because or his box, maybe that uh, – yeah. Uh, I, I think that's there. So, uh, anyway, that, that's, a, that's a good list of about, I don't know. We probably ended up each with about 15, 15 <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of 12 there. Somebody write those down somewhere so we can come back to them at, you know, at some point there, but that's just the feel that I got. And once again, man, you, you, you look at this and you, you think, you know, a little bit about some of these guys and then you, uh, it helps you to me. It helps me whittle down a list of, okay, this, uh, these are guys that I got to go watch now. 
Right. I think it's good for me just to get more exposure, to get some eyes on on this group. And and so I know some people will certainly downplay and dismiss all the combine numbers. And obviously, you don't want to become beholden to them. And you, there are the prisoner of the moment type things you have to, to fight against. But it's it's just I, fun. It's fun to watch these guys work and test and, and, and do really well. And I enjoy it. I, I, I view it as kind of reverse engineering it, you know. In the sense of... Yeah, but we don't know as much of these. Yeah, yeah, we don't know as much about these guys, you know, obviously as the teams do going into this. And, you know, they use the combine more as confirmation, whereas I think we work backwards, right? I tend to work backwards on a lot of these guys. And it looks like some bench press numbers for the linebackers coming in. Only two listed. I don't know if there were more coming, if only two participated. But Jeremy Banks, you just mentioned 25 on, on the bar, which is a very strong number. Uh, Sirvaka Dennis from Pitt with 19. What is the arm length generally? Do you remember that in, in uh, the box need to be checked for arm length? I want to say 32. Let me see if I can. I love, the, I love those ones. articles. And it <laughs> can be, you know, you're interested in those right now from moving forward with Omar Khan is how much do they, you know, sure. You know, how much value will there be in those? Moving forward with with uh, Andy Weidel and 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 Omar Khan and yeah and different know. scouting staff too right. Sadowski and Colbert in a higher role looks like actually thirty one so there really wasn't a strong correlation with arm length so right. read read story. read off the uh, read off the off the ball linebacker bo- box numbers here now this could change because I got to put in Mark Robinson for twenty three so I don't know if the numbers will shift there but. Uh, what I have for 22 was six foot, 225, 31 inch arms, nine inch hands, 20 on the bench press, four, eight, 40 or faster, 32 vert, four, four short shuttle, seven, two, three cone. Now, some of that data we don't have based on not many guys benching. And I tell you, Banks totally hit good. all of what you just read, except for the three cone. And what do you do in the three cone? Seven, two, seven. It's pretty close, yeah. And obviously, you know, I have that one box away because not all, not every single prospect checks literally every single box. So, yeah, I mean, you just might have made the case for Jeremy Banks right there. Now, I don't know where his draft stock is. I don't have a clue on that right now. Now I'm curious to see what his, uh, what his production uh, was. I can look up where he's uh, being mocked, which I know is okay. only one you, thing. You but- do that, and I'll, I'll read off the stats here real quick with him. His mock is undrafted in terms of the aggregate based off what mock draft database is saying, but his stock probably comes up some based off this workout. Uh, let's see. He played 10, 17, 30, 41 games over five seasons. That teases another one that's going to be a little bit older, isn't he? Uh, yeah, some of the COVID stuff still, where it's creating that older class. Boy, his 2021 season, he had 128 total tackles, 11 and a half for loss, five and a half sacks, an interception, uh, four passes defense. Now, last season, he only he it looks like he missed a couple of games, 11 games, just 53, 53 total. I wonder why the I mean, that's a huge drop, even though he missed two games. Why was the production down? Mm-hmm. That's something you have to figure out there. Sure. Uh, but you know, you talk about a guy that that's going to leave college with over 200 total tackles, 18 tackles for loss, uh, five and a half sacks all came in 2021, three interceptions. He's going to check the production box. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I knew his production this past year was a bit down. I didn't know what it was prior, so that's good to hear. Was he a captain? I do not know. But that would certainly help if he was, based on what Pittsburgh prioritizes. Uh, I can't find it right out of the shoot here. I'll have to research that. We'll uh, we'll get a report on him, I'm sure, before the draft begins. All right. All right. Any other thoughts here? We got the DBs running today, so I'm excited for that group. I think it's a really strong corner class. We'll see who can separate themselves. Sure note, Devon Witherspoon is not going to test or work out. Suffered a hamstring injury. Didn't even meet with the uh, media because he was tied up with the medical yesterday. So no Witherspoon today. We'll watch Joey Porter Jr. and Christian Gonzalez and Cam Smith. And I'm a huge fan. Just had the report go up today on Darius Rush, the other South Carolina kid. I think that's a real underrated guy in this class. I think he might be a day two pick. He's going to have a great combine workout. He was a multi-sport star in uh, college, became a, or in high school, I should say, was a receiver to start his college career, flipped to the to corner. This guy's going to run well. He's going to jump well. I think he's pretty nuanced and technical for how kind of new he is to the position and a really good man coverage corner. Oh, uh, Jeremy Banks was another one of those uh, uh, converted running backs. Oh, okay. Like a high school running back? Was he in college at all playing running back? Uh, played both running back uh, and linebacker for the Volunteers. He started his career as a running back at Tennessee before moving to linebacker. Okay, nice. Uh, he was also one of those kids that evidently had, had to be reinstated. Uh, Jeremy Banks is back on the Tennessee football team. This was from 2020. Uh, dismissed in October after a pair of incidents, including a September arrest. So they're going to have to do some character stuff on him. Yeah, that's another thing to watch because for the past, the final like post Martavis Bryant, Mike Adams, Pittsburgh had not touched anybody with even the, the faintest whiff of character concerns. And does that change under Con and White? Okay. Uh, as far as the cornerbacks go, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll obviously learn more today, but uh, they, the Steelers sure did seem to meet with with, with, with with quite a few of them, right? And Joey Porter Jr., I, I think we would agree, would would be the guy that, of, of say, the top three or so. I mean, you're, you're not expecting Gonzalez or Witherspoon, at least from where we sit right now, to, to drop to 17. No, Gonzalez, I had the video yesterday, called him the dream candidate and emphasis on dream because that's probably the only way he becomes a Steeler is in my dreams. I think where the discussion starts is does does Joey Porter Jr., mm-hmm. uh, really likable kid too, I, I thought just from his combine uh, interview and all like that, he addressed his lack of interceptions, you know, you know, lack of, you know, really wasn't targeted all that much, admitted that he's got to probably be less – less grabby, you know, at, at, at the NFL level, uh, you know, obviously dad being Joey Porter has the connections back to the Steelers. And, uh, I thought his, 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 his combine interview was pretty flawless. I think the question now becomes is, is he indeed a top three cornerback in this class? And if that's the case, does he make it to 17? But if he does make it to 17, could that guy be the guy? It doesn't take much effort to connect him to Pittsburgh, that's for sure. And I think of the big three, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Porter, 
he's got the best chance to get the 17, but how good of a chance is that still remains to be seen. We'll see what the workout is today. I really want to see what his uh, weigh-in is in terms of that length. I've heard so much about he might have record-setting arm length, 34, 35-plus inches. I don't know if they're going to be that long. They probably at least should be 33-plus, maybe 34 or 35, then that'll be pretty crazy. So um, that's you know of, of that top three, the guy that's most likely to slip to Pittsburgh. And you could see him being the pick if he did fall that far, right? Yeah, I mean, just for all the obvious reasons, again, doesn't take much to to twist my arm to say, yeah, that could happen. And so, you know, will it? Who knows? But an obvious name. I mean, he would, he would, I mean, yeah, once again, I, the big question I think is, will he or won't he be there? What other corners are you watching today? Are you, are you like Riley Moss from Iowa? You talked about him a little bit. No, I think that's more Jonathan because he's that's Iowa more Jonathan? guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, who, who, you, who have you talked about or anyone else that you're, uh, you're watching? Uh, let me pull up the list here. I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of conversation about Brian Branch, but the deeper you get into his stuff and all like, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about a guy that should kill it, right? Uh, at, at the combine, but you know he's a slot guy. He's yeah, a, he's the, a box slash slot guy, right? Who 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 can who can rotate into you know a a a, a, a deep center field if you needed him to. There's just nothing on him. Where is his value high enough for what he gives you? As a as a box as a slot slash box guy, to warrant being a set being the seventeenth overall. Sure, I get that. And where exactly do you play him? You make him the seventeenth pick. He's going to get on the field right away. Where is that spot at? I'm not saying that you can't find one, but I just want to have that clear plan. He's a little bit too light to kind of be that consistent strong safety in against you know twelve personnel. And he's going to be a slot guy, you know, outside. I mean, I just don't know exactly where he plays. I mean, I think you have to play him in the slot almost in all situations that, that you have right. a slot on the field for, you know. Yeah. Uh, once again, there's just there's not there's not really that there's not, you know, he I think he played. What did I see? Something like 50 career snaps on the outside. OK, yeah, something that's a around, fair point. Something around those numbers there. So, I mean, if you're drafting this guy, you're drafting him. To, to be able to cover some of these tight ends and, and, and all like that, you know, I mean, uh, his that I'm expecting him to really perform well. I mean, assuming he's, he's not one of those that's, that's, that that's saying he's not going to work. Right. From what I'm not saw. aware of that. I mean, sometimes you don't know until they line up, but, right. uh, I've not heard anything about him not testing. Uh, who else on this list here? Uh, Forbes is going to be interesting to watch, go through the paces today. Uh, see what Julius Brents runs. I mean, he'll get some Tariq right. Woolen comps. You probably can see on that graphic on NFL network with, with Woolen, but can he run like him? I don't know if he'll quite be there, but I think, you know, he'll have a good profile overall. Uh, interested to see the athletic profile on Ringo. Someone that's mm-hmm. the people have been trying to connect and all I want to uh, see the agility times on him. I think he's got straight line speed. Can he, can he turn? Can he flip his hips? I tell you that Terrell Smith's a physical kid and how can he not be at two? I think he's listed at around 200 there. Uh, you know, yeah, Owen you, likes Clark Phillips from Utah. I don't know much about him, but Owen's really spoken highly of his, uh, his game. Uh, Owen also likes the, uh, Keytrell Clark. Okay. 
uh, as a, I think as a slot guy. Uh, yeah, gotcha. out of out of Louisville. There, I looked a little bit at Cam Brown. I, I I'm not not seeing, I'm not feeling it with him out of Ohio State. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, K, uh, KY Blue Kelly was all is obviously someone easy to connect to the Steelers as a later round guy out of Stanford. Uh, there's a connection there. Uh, Owens. The, the couple of guys that you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit shorter list. I mean, but here's the thing that they, they sure did meet with a lot of them. Yeah. I think it's a really strong corner class. I think it's safety. It, it lacks that true number one guy, maybe lacks that potential first round pick some late first round guys, potentially in Antonio Johnson from A&M. I think there's some tightness in his lower half. So I want to see with him moving out there in open space and some of the agility times, the short shuttle, the three cone. Uh, Jordan Battle, I think, has the potential to be a top safety. I just think he's got to trust himself more. His tape, I thought, was pretty frustrating to watch, and so it's hard to really rubber stamp him. Can somebody else emerge? Jamie Robinson from Florida State. Um, I want to see Sidney Brown work out early, fun, physical, high-energy slot slash safety from Illinois. Uh, got his brother, too, Chase Brown. So what safety can stick out is going to be something to watch for. Outside of the top corners, really, in this class, that's that's all I really know about this class at that position. I haven't really attacked that position yet. Uh, Forbes has got my interest, though. Yeah, a little bit light questions about that. He had some answers that he you know, was durable in college, and it shouldn't be a concern. But what does he weigh in at exactly? Probably about a buck 80. So that's a little bit lighter to consistently consistently play on the outside. One guy I don't know a ton about. I've seen a couple clips of going back to safety is Christopher Smith from Georgia. Another one of those Georgia guys, surprise, surprise. And so that's a guy that I think has some good tape. Doesn't have the ideal size, but I think he's a a pretty physical player with good angles in the football. Okay. All right. I got a lot of work to do on, and I've, I haven't even, I haven't really, I haven't touched the safety class yet. Okay. Gotcha. Lonnie Phelps, 31 on the bar. Hmm. That is a healthy number for him. How long were his arms? Uh, decent length. I got where do they list him at linebacker? Uh, 32 and three eighths, which okay. for six, two, I mean, you gotta, you know, it's okay. It's not great, but 31 on the bar that will do. All right. Uh, obviously the, I think, uh, the J- Jair Brown should test pretty well, right? Yeah. Anyone who goes to Penn state seems to run a four, three, something your DB, you're going to run like crazy. Okay. What else do we have? think we want to get to some reader emails but before we do that dave let's hear again from our friends over at my bookie yeah the nfl season has come to an end but at my bookie the opportunities to win don't stop whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting my bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus getting started is easy just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code terrible as promo code terrible to claim a bonus up to $2000 use promo code terrible to get a deposit bonus it gives you extra funds to play with all the way up to $2000 with my bookie bet on the NBA, NHL, UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments that they have. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And you can get there by going to mybookie.ag. And please make sure if you sign up, you use promo code terrible to take advantage 
of their redesigned deposit bonus. All right, Dave, let's get to some reader emails and close out today's show. Seems like they visit them with a lot of tight ends as well, too, doesn't it? Uh, have they? I know they it's been in some informal stuff. They right. did apparently have a formal with Michael Mayer, which you know, guy that's gonna be one of the top tight ends. And it's it's a really deep tight end class too, so worth checking out. I mean, if they don't if they don't re-sign Gentry, then yeah, that becomes a underrated need for this team. All right. Let's see here. Uh could you this is from Roger Johnstone. Could you tell us what teams pay their number one corners? Because that's what Sutton is, no matter how they use him. Also, I tend to think in terms of what teams pay the position, not what they pay each player. If Pickett's on his rookie deal, you can afford to pay Trubisky to be the backup. You can afford lots of things if you're not paying the quarterback 30 million. I think this comes, I think he had back-to-back emails here. If I can find the first one here, cost versus use. He says, hi, fellas. Appreciate your work as always. Alex seems to say if you pay Sutton $13 million, you're paying a travel corner money, so you should use him that way. If the market says his value is $13 million, that's what you have to pay to keep him. It's a simple question, yes or no, and even Alex has said yes, he'd pay it and keep him. If you pay it and keep him, don't let the money determine the role. He says use him as his best fit. If that's to travel, good. Uh, if that's as a highly com- uh, competent Swiss Army knife, also good. But payment and use are two different questions, he says, determined by different things. Uh, the market sets a price to teams' defensive needs, set the other. Related, yes, but price shouldn't uh, determine, blah, blah, blah. Dave has compared Sutton to the top 15 highest paid corners. He says, do all of them travel? I'd have to go back and look look at all of them. I'm, I'm not going to do that in show. Uh, I'd like to see them pay Sutton and draft the teams next year, number one corner this year hopefully at 32 not at 17 then with luck be set at one and two corners number one and number two corners for three years paying only uh, at uh, premium price uh, the other on a rookie deal uh, recently you mentioned Devin Bush's apparently pretty good tackle stats he says I wish somebody tracked yards after contact blah 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 that way uh, look I uh, Roger I think you know my, my you know look I Alex and I both agree that they're going to resign Cameron Sutton, or at least we we think they are. And I think mm-hmm. that I think where the discrepancy comes in at between Alex and myself is 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 the number, and really myself and most everybody else. I'm probably the outlier that has Sutton, you know, around thirteen million. You know, uh, I I think the big question is is the price, and I guess really where it becomes out of out of out of the realm of possibility i understand the idea that the money should necessarily impact and dictate the role but the reality is it does you know just in the way that how many times have you heard players you know talk about well there was a first round pick ahead of me i was the better player but they played this guy because he was the first round pick and and just an example of your situation what they're what they're paying you what they've invested in you in part i think dictates how you get used, how you get viewed, what expectations are. And so, yeah, they wouldn't have to travel Sutton. It just makes sense. Not only would that be a lot of money just in general, it would be the highest paid corner in Steelers history on a per year basis, correct? If he got 13, 14 per year. And so that says something as well for Pittsburgh that has not generally spent a lot of money on that position. I understand the cap goes up, but even just relative to those things, still a ton of money. So I don't want to belabor the point more. I understand that point. 
Um, I think I've made it clear and, and we'll just see what the number comes in at. But again, I'm still all for and, and wanting to resign Sutton and certainly seeing the value in Camp Sutton. Uh, Jeremy Miller writes, and I'm sure you guys have seen the picture. Tomlin smiling at Brzee. He's obviously talking about last year's uh, uh, pro day uh, at Clemson. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I tweeted that out a couple of weeks ago uh, for sure. And then don't forget, you know, Nick Eason was the defensive line coach there. There's mm. links there. Uh, there's, as, as we mentioned, for, for a couple of weeks now, I think, uh, they're going to like Brian Brzee is just, where do they like him at? He says, uh, Jeremy says, true love, go ahead after placing a help dis- disclaimer and bet Dave's house on this kid spending time, uh, in black and gold during his career. He says, uh, love all you do, the spirit and direction of the depot, your current draft coverage is next level. Thanks for that, Jeremy. Look, I, uh, he's, he's going to be a guy. They like just, where do they like him? Yeah, do they like him enough to take him at 17? Do they trust the traits, trust the projection? That's going to be the question. Uh, Eric writes in after, as the subject says, not really a question, but perhaps something to discuss with the draft and free agency coming. D-line jargon, you rattle off zero tech, four tech, five tech, etc. how this guy is suited to one but not another. Perhaps some of the simple uh, explanations and various types and what you look for for each. I grew up uh, on nose tackles. Uh, tackles, ends, and linebackers, but now it seems they all have numbers. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's something that we talk about. We try to break down almost annually, maybe on the podcast. I don't know. May- maybe, Alex, you could do a video on one of those after we get past the combine. Yeah, wouldn't be a bad idea. Or I got to work on that, too. I try to say when I say, you know, four tech, I try to say the Kim Haywards. Chris Wormley try to put some names to it to, to visualize. But, you know, four tech, uh, somebody inside shade on the offensive tackle, five tech, somebody outside shade, zero tech, somebody that's head up over center. If you just look up, you know, numbering system, defense line, football, it, it's pretty simple. But we'll we'll try to remind ourselves to, to have some more uh, better explanations and make sure we're not talking over anybody. Uh, number two for Eric says Bill Parcells quarterback rules. We know his rules, but I think it'd be interesting to see how true they hold historically and currently. Are they good metrics for projecting NFL success out outliers aside? He says, I realize we're not drafting a number one quarterback uh, this year, but I've had some some uh, anyway by some means, he says. Uh, here's the thing. Look, I, I, I always have enjoyed the st- the seven rules of Bill Parcells and all like that. But here's what's kind of watered it down now is these kids coming out earlier and earlier, you know, so you, you lose the game started, you lose mm-hmm. the uh, gra- it graduated uh, one of one of those. Uh, I think because of how the NFL has progressed and with these, these kids coming out, earlier and also with the with the spread offenses i tell you what i like to have i would like to have an updated bill parcells <laughs> uh, uh quarterback rules uh i gotta be honest eric i'm not gonna have time to go back and 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 look at some of this and how it holds historically i will say this from a Steelers standpoint that i think we learned or or uh which was one of the rules and and you know uh, completion percentage really ranks highly, you know, and why shouldn't it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, within all that, but as far as going through each rule and and breaking down historically, I mean, there's really no need to at this point. I mean, I I enjoy that you're, you're fascinated with Eric. Eric, I know I, it's something I've always leaned on in the past, 
Uh, however, comma, for all the reasons I mentioned, I would like to see an updated Bill Parcells <laughs> seven rules, if you will. Uh, if yeah, that makes love- sense there. Yeah, I'd love to to know what those are because you're right. It's, it feels a little outdated, but I don't know if Parcells is um, ever going to update his stuff. Rick Smith. Hey, Dave and Alex, it's Rick from Delaware. I wonder what your take is on Deontay Banks corner from Maryland at at uh, at, at the second round at, I think, 32 overall or Steve Avilia guard from TCU with our second round pick of round two. Uh, to me, Banks seems comparable to Porter Jr. And Avilia seems to be a tough road grader. I don't know enough to talk about Deontay Banks. Uh, have you watched any of Deontay Banks out of Maryland yet? No, I haven't yet, but yeah, it has good size. Um, there's some connections there, maybe to Pittsburgh. So guy will watch today in Avila. Uh, yeah, somebody that's tough, strong along the interior. You know, uh, will Pittsburgh draft somebody out west? You know, we'll see. Well, I guess, a little, like, a little squattier too, right? Yeah, he's definitely a squattier body. But yeah, I, I, I get the idea there in round two. Uh, we'll learn more about those two guys as the combine progresses here for sure. Nick All right, Sh- I think. Well, I think we got, uh, I don't know if you're going to wrap things up. We got a couple apparently pretty important uh, okay. interviews that are just coming in with Jordan Addison, uh, especially speaking right now. All right, we'll do it. I uh, apologize. We didn't get you to your question today. We'll try to fit some of these in in a future show on Monday. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeders Depot. Follow Alex on Twitter at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, theterriblepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, steedersdepot.com, hit the donate button. Also, if you like an ad, free version of the site, SteedersDepot.com. Hit the ad free button up right navigational bar. Uh, I've added the combine results uh, to the navigational bar up top for an easy way for you to find that. Alex and I will obviously be tracking all the combine results in real time as best as possible here throughout the rest of the combine. So make sure you uh, bookmark that page and check it frequently, please. So in the meantime, as always, thanks for listening to the Terrible Podcast with Dave and Alex. made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.